Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Swinging at Shins, a Premier League podcast. I'm Rhett, and I'm joined, as always, by Aaron. Aaron, how you doing? Not drunk. I should have been, so Not that Saturday. good. Not that good. <laughs> I'm okay. No, it's, it's fine. It's okay. All right. Uh, last week's podcast, we said that this might be a boring match week, and oh, were we wrong. So a wrong. A lot has happened. Hit, hit the mark on that. Well, yeah. I mean, we, we thought we were right on Friday. Chelsea and Fulham, nil-nil, scoreless draw. It just, oh. I had half the script right off already. And you're getting scoreless draws in Fulham. Yeah. Um, but then Saturday starts. League leaders Arsenal lose to the bottom of the table at the time, Everton. 1-0. Arsenal got diced. Yeah. There's no other way about it. Um, yep. You can hear, I'm sure we're going to get into it in this podcast, but you can hear my thoughts in depth on the way West stand. Links in the description. Uh, Harry Kane sets the all-time goal-scoring record for Spurs as City failed to gain ground on Arsenal. Mm -hmm. Happened a lot this week, stuff like that. Uh, United won a fiery match against Palace as Casemiro sees red. Probably one of three guys that should have seen red just in that scrum. Uh, Definitely him, though. I Definitely him. Um, I I would struggle to say his name, Ayu. Also, at one point, had his hands around a Manchester United player's throat. Cool. So, I mean, come on, let's be fair now. Just because Casemiro held a little bit longer, he still did it. Mm-hmm. And then um, whoever started it with that egregious football foul, like American football foul, all should have been red. Um, Liverpool are, I mean, we called it a couple weeks ago. Liverpool are in full crisis mode now. 3-0 loss to Wolves. They look dire. Circling they look horrible uh leads lose to forest drops them to 17th ahead of everton only on goal difference mm-hmm. and jesse marsh is fired sad news sorry yeah i gotta tell you though they started off a little bit better so we were like oh you know he's gonna be fine he's doing mm-hmm. enough he's ahead of the game you're 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 even with everton Halfway through the season, that's not good enough. Not good enough. I love him. I want to see him do well. I love the idea of having an American coach manager in the Premier League, but no. First, though, the big news, the big, big news. Manchester City has been hit with accusations from the Premier League itself over financial rules, and this is breaking as a culmination of a four-year investigation. I'm going to get into this. I'm going to say – all the facts as we understand them right now, and then I'm going to want to get your reaction on it. Mm-hmm. Um, Amitai Winehouse of The Athletic reports, the reigning champions have been referred to an independent commission over alleged breaches of a series of financial rules between the 2009 and 10 and 2017 and 18 seasons. Mm-hmm. City are accused by the Premier League of not providing accurate financial information, in particular with respect to its revenue, including sponsorship revenue its related parties, and its operating costs. They're accused of not disclosing total salary paid for some of the Mancini years and breaking rules on profit and sustainability from 2015 to 2018. Also, financial fair play rules from UEFA from 2013 through the 2014-15 season and 2017-18, which we already know UEFA tried to get them on. Mm-hmm. Um, City came back with a statement. I don't like I don't expect them to say anything else, but their statement says that 
Manchester City FC is surprised by the issuing of these alleged breaches of the Premier League rules, particularly given the extensive engagement and vast amount of detailed materials that the EPL has been provided with. The club welcomes the review of this matter by an independent commission to impartially consider the comprehensive body of irrefutable evidence that exists to support its position. The total accusations are number over 100. I watched the TIFO video on this that dropped earlier today. We're recording mm-hmm. this on a Monday for a change instead of a Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And um, I forget the name of the guy, but the guy they had on said it's about 105. That's not good. Some of the charges relate to withholding information while the investigation was going on. Mm-hmm. So that already, not that. I really thought that Manchester City's statement had a ton of truth to it, but that already makes me think probably not. You're already being blamed that you weren't playing a part. Yeah. <sighs> what are your reactions? What are your thoughts? Uh, um, so initially, I read this, and I was like, well, duh. <laughs> like, how can they, they spent, what was it, $300 million in two seasons just on their defensive line. How else were they gonna like? Like, obviously, their revenue could off, you know, set up the balances, but they weren't selling players, or they weren't selling the players for the same amount of money they were bringing them in for. So it's like, yeah, hello, yeah, of course they're gonna break financial player fair play rules. It's it's the skeeviness of it all, the uh, secret contracts, the the way to hide money and stuff like that. That's messed up. So when he's talking about secret contracts, contracts, he's talking about, in particularly the Mancini ones, and this has been like an open secret for a while. Mancini had a wage from Manchester City. And at the same time, Mancini was paid for coaching or consulting or something, like double what his Manchester City wage was for a football academy or something coming out of the same country as the owner of Man City. Which is getting paid by any other way. Yeah. No, you're which on is the Which exactly book. what it looked like. Yeah. I mean, it. so what, what this reminds me of is everyone tries to say, oh it's, oh, it's fair. Oh, it's fair. Oh, it's fair. It's even. It's fair. When Arsenal chose to build the Emirates, they were coming off pretty much an invincible season. I mean, not pretty much. They were coming off the invincible seasons. They were the only team that was really bringing it to Manchester United in the Premier League. And building of the stadium put our finances so upside down for so long that we've only now recovered. Yep. And that was in 2005, 2006. It, you just don't get and money. And the, the small team from Manchester, the year that they get bought by a sheik, suddenly has $200 million in revenue that they get to fairly spend. No, no, no. You're right. And that's... That's just transfer fees. That's the other thing. That is just transfer fees. That's not salaries to players. That's not salaries to coaches, which is why they had the Mancini thing. That's just the transfer fees that we see because they are out in the open. Mm -hmm. There's no way that this has ever been above board. And we've all known it. UEFA tried to go after them a couple years ago, banned them from European competition for a couple years, and then the Court of Appeals decided – and I believe it came down to not every I was dotted and every T was crossed. 
that technically they can't enforce it. Oh Jesus! And that's why they got only the ten million and not the two years and fifty. It was yeah, it was a lot more. I mean, fifty also. I mean, there it's a country. You have a country backing this team. One thing, uh, they will still be able to appeal. A lot of people think they're not going to be able to appeal. They're not going to be able to appeal to the same court. They will be able to appeal. It'll just be a court in England. This is, as far as this is concerned, this is a British matter. Mm-hmm. Maybe not even, I mean, it's an English matter, but the FA holds more than just England. So it's a British matter. At least I think I know. I don't know how many countries are in your country, and I don't know when the countries are part of your country and not part of your country. So, um, and also, the Premier League doesn't have the same time limits that UEFA has, so they're able to go back longer. <laughs> I This could be very bad. I mean, if 105 charges are true, mm-hmm. I don't know if 105 charges are true. Probably not. We, I mean, we, know, we know crap has happened. Yeah. But if 105 charges are true, I don't see how this ends in anything other than expulsion from the FA competition. I was going to ask you what now degree. Do I think that's what's going to happen? No, I'm thinking 15 point reduction next year by the time yeah. this is all over and probably $10 million, maybe more. I, th- yeah, I, I don't think we're going to ever see a team get exposed. England's done it. England will put a team into um, administration and England yep. will expel a team for not having proper finances. Hmm. England's never done it to a team this big. If they want to really, and I mean really, really make an example, this is the team to do it against. I just, I don't I mean, think- that was also true when Chelsea did much the same things when Abramovich took over. Well, They, they went from be, a team that has won the league one time in the 50s. Yeah. Yes, they were on the up. They had made Champions League. They had made an FA Cup final the past couple of years. They were on the way up. But they went from that to winning the Premier League several times. I don't remember off the top of my head. The Champions League twice in like a window this big. Mm-hmm. Can't do that. Not and the only thing barely. the only thing that's to stopping this is greed. Mm-hmm. If Sheik Mansour said, I want to have 150 or 200 or 300 million dollars to spend on players, I'm going to give them the most lucrative sponsorship deal and just wait three years to build up against FFP, they would have an incredibly hard time defending, you know, going after that. It would be very easy to defend. Well, we got the sponsorship. Yeah, I did. I got political ties to get the sponsorship. Of course I did. So does everyone. That's how business works. And then you get maybe a slap on the wrist. Right? But no, because you went about it this way. Now it's it, it potentially dire. But damn it. I know they, they don't think anything's going to happen. No, I, they wanted it now. They yeah. Their eyes got too big for their stomachs. So now they're going to oh. get this slapped on them. And in a very real way, they're not used to being told no. That's true. I mean, look at what happened with Qatar. I think the worst thing FIFA did was, I mean, obviously the worst thing FIFA did was accept the Qatar bid for the 2022 World Cup, 
We we know that. We agree with that. Um, but it's almost like they they got too greedy and they tried to get the golden goose to lay too many eggs at mm. once. And all they had to do was just keep doing what they were doing, and everyone just said, "Well, that's business." But the second Qatar gets the World Cup, now everybody's turning over everything, mm-hmm. saying, "How messed up is this?" I think we could see the possibility of FIFA not allowing countries to own soccer clubs. I know it's you know it's not a country, but or like. You know, it's there's the possibility of that because of this reason. I agree. I mean, yeah, it could be a person of a certain standing, but then who buys clubs? Rich people. You know, so, all right, you can't be in the political leadership. You can't be the prince of a kingdom. Not that there's that many of those running around. So it'd be very easy to say, well, that's discrimination. Because you clearly just don't want essentially Middle Easterns left because that's the only place that they had that kind of political structure off the top of my head. I know the Philippines and other places have it. Um, but you can't be a part of that structure. Or well, what? So so what, what's the difference? Like, nah. who, who, who decides what happens in America for the most part? You know, lobby, lobbyists done by billionaires that make sure that any law against them isn't too harsh, and it's it was back to not to start this conversation again because I don't, but it's back to the whole salary cap thing. Okay, how do you do it? And now here's the other problem: what do they do to city? You can't relegate them. How is not because they shouldn't be relegated, but because just screw everybody in the championship. That's All true. you're doing is taking one spot away from a team that's supposed to be promoted. Because City's going to get relegated, and City is going to be right back. So, so do you just suspend them for a year? Uh, that cripples them. It does. That if, you, if you're going to suspend them for a year, just expel them from – put them back, you know, what, put them in League 5? All the way in the, 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 the Nations League. league? <laughs> hey, guess what, Wrexham? You're not in the yeah. Premier League yet, but we're bringing the Premier League to you. <laughs> Hollywood money time. doesn't have anything on oil money. No, God no. Um, so, did you read out of the possible punishments? Like, um, I see here. There's, there's, you know, this I, suspended this list, man. Yeah, this fucking sus- list. Have, I'm reading it from Sky Sports. Oh, um, that no, that's the list I saw. My favorite's yeah. how it ends. Oh, the uh, makes no, no, no. Get get to it at the end. Get to oh, it at the end. Okay, so they have, uh, I think there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, t- ten. Um, suspend a club from playing league matches, number one. Points deduction, number two. Number three, recommended to the board that league matches be replayed. That one blew me for a loop. I was like, you're going to make them replay again? On top yeah, of just, keep, that, just keep reading. Uh, order compensation. Cancel or refuse registration of players. That's see, I'm I'm kind of on board for that one. Um, I can see it. Conditional punishment. Uh, order the club to pay costs. I'm gonna be honest. I'm not really sure what that means entirely. Well, what does conditional punishment mean? Okay, fair enough. That 
Get get to the last one. There's like one. a few of them that I'm like, what? None get, of these get to the last okay. one. Make such other order as it thinks fit. They can do. They can they can recommend any punishment they want. <laughs> so the 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 list is things that have happened in the past mm-hmm. to other teams, but the last one is the one that matters. Can we make it worse? No, not even worse. Just what do you want? What do you? What's the punishment? Harsher. You know, here here's the things that we normally punish people with: point deductions. You can't sign players. You can't do these things. That's what we normally do. Mm-hmm. But you, you know, world's your oyster. <laughs> I I just I, I read all that and then it like started getting like really random and you yeah. can tell they wanted ten things. <laughs> conditional punishment. Yes, the whole thing is conditional. What, what are we talking about? <laughs> <sighs> I don't know. I think uh, out, of, out of these ones, they're probably going to pay a fine. There's there's no way around that. Fifty to seventy-five million. I'm thinking of that. that. And then they'll probably go to court and knock it down. Blah blah blah. And it'll probably be around thirty-five. Um, I think a points deduction is probable. I don't think they'll send them down. I think they'll give them like the largest, the largest at any league is seen point reduction. Do you know what that is? Uh, no, not off the top of my head. Because that is something I didn't think of. Um, I want to say 15 has been a number I've seen floated around. Like, as a um, a reduction, I think. Um, who was it? 30. 30? Lutontown, Milan, Fiorentina, Lazio, all had 30. How long ago was that? Does it give you... Though, so the Lazio, Fiorentina, and Milan were that 0506 match fixing thing that Serie A went through. Mm-hmm. And Luton Town was 0809. Hmm. Alongside that 10 from the football. So, by the way, 30? Yeah. 30 points. It's 10 wins mm-hmm. to get to zero. To, to zero, yeah. And then they have to get another. 10 more wins to kind of see themselves out of a relegation zone. So 10, 10 uh, point deduction from the FA for irregular player transfers. I don't know anything about what happened. I'm just a blurb. And another 20 points by the football league for failing to exit administration. Okay, sure. So, so administration is when a caretaker comes in because the finances are so upside down in the club that they can't stay above water. And most, not most, but a lot of clubs that go into administration eventually fail. Okay. Yeah. That's so we could see. I, I don't know. I don't think if I don't think we'll see a 30 point reduction. It'll probably be a. 20. I think, I, I think so. I, this needs to be split up into two. The initial. I expect to be big. 100, 200 million, 50 point deduction or immediate relegation. I you know, I expect to see those things. Oh. After the appeal, mm-hmm. I don't expect it to be that harsh at all. You get Look look at look at the number of relegate. Let, let's take off the tinfoil hat for a second. And look at 
where the a hundred over a hundred charges of you guys lied about where the money came from. You lied about how you got the money. You lied about how much money you were going to have. You lied about how you paid the guys with the money. And then you lied about breaking the rules of ours as well as UEFA's. And then you lied about <clears throat> um, what you did when we were investigating you. So that's like six different things that you've lied about. And you've yeah. done that in some combination of times <laughs> over a hundred times in the last 10 years. Plus. It ain't good. It ain't good. I mean, it's a 10 year period, essentially. That that is that is like you don't get to be a team anymore if we live in a just world. We don't live in a just world, but I think that they're gonna come out and try to hit them over the head with the book to try to gain some kind of respect back. Mm -hmm. And then when it goes to the appeals. Who the hell knows? Because when UEFA said, hey, you don't get to be in the Champions League anymore, a lot of people thought, holy crap, they're not going to be in the Champions League anymore. And then the appeal happened and all, yes, they are. Not if winning you it, of, If you think but, about it, they only did 10 infractions a year. It's okay. It's minimal. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> a little no. over 10. It's over 100. Oh, sorry. My bad. <sighs> So 11. <laughs> nah. and, and I'm not trying to say the Arsenal is perfect. The The money we get for the Visit Rwanda thing is about the exact same money that England gives Rwanda in foreign aid. <laughs> I mean, that's, come on, that that's a bit cheap. That's a bit messed up. You know, who who's not, who but who doesn't have gambling or... Uh, um, I think it's like 30% of... Teams have like Everton had Angry Birds as their shoulder sponsor, so they're the only ones who can get away with anything. I think. And what? No, don't they have a? Who's their sponsor this year? Everton. Yeah, it's not Kazoo. I don't remember. Which is funny. I'll I'll find it. Yeah, uh, it's steak. I think it's steak.com. Oh, another gambling. Yep. I mean, Austin Villas has been gambling for as long as I can remember. They have Kazoo now, so step off. That's a car it's company. Kazoo. Oh, it's a car company. They've had it for two years. Two. Barely. Although, it, um, never mind. That's another thing for another time. <laughs> and we're not, well, this is not going to come into the sponsorship. Uh, but my point is, not everyone's free of bad sponsors not everyone's free of the money always coming from the perfect spot right but you essentially have someone just pumping money into this for the sake of wanting to win it's like paying for buffs in a video game you know oh boy that's a hell of a way to com compare that to jesus uh yeah I it's kind of what it is every season hit that financial takeover button in fifa Gotta love All that. right, enough Thank talking you. about money and bad people. Let's get into actual football. Hell yeah. And let's screw these offenders. Skip through this very quickly. Everton won 0 2 the Arsenal. Yep. Sean Dyke Masterclass with Everton winning and looking slightly competent. These are your words. Yep. Who should be worried at the bottom now? My response to that is you think that was slightly competent? Uh, 
I thought they played well in a compact sense. I I think it was beyond competent. I and I'm not trying to say Arsenal's the best team in the world. They stopped Arsenal, so they're the best. Like no, but the way they played, they had the perfect amount of physicality. They had the perfect amount of speed. Here's what I don't understand. And I was I was talking with all the uh, Albany Gooners in the WhatsApp because I wasn't able to make the beer garden this week. And we were all like, "Don't worry about it, guys. They're playing up for Dice, but they haven't been able like they haven't been playing at this tempo all season. They managed it. They never once let Arsenal get comfortable. There was a lot of physicality. There was a lot of shirt pulling. There was a lot of pushing guys out of the way. They did not have like 15 yellow cards. You know, they 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 played the match as physical as a referee let them play it. Mm-hmm. And they I thought it was I thought it was fantastic. I don't know how Dice did this in a week. And I the underlying was... numbers numbers prove it. No, I yeah, I mean they did have a better XG. Um their shots were less but four big chances created. They allowed Arsenal this many. Mm-hmm. Zero for the listeners. Um, I mean, it, it was not a flawless. It's not a flawless match by Everton. Um, Neil Mape was, I thought, he, he he was a liability, and he definitely should have been carded long before he ended up getting carded for the Zinchenko thing. Yeah. Both him and Zinchenko getting yellows for that at the end is dumb. He grabbed him and fell over. That like that that bothered me. That was that and but. To be fair to Everton, that was the only time that an Evertonian, an Everton player, did something that made me go, what the hell? You can't do that. Every other time it was annoying. It was physical. But it wasn't like, oh, no, they're cheating. That was the only time where I was like, dude, you can't do that. They didn't even get a yellow until the 63rd minute. The Tarkowski goal, he just pushed Odegaard out of the way. Yeah. That was he just he, straight pushed. He on. wanted it more than Odie did, and really, Odie Odegaard's got to. If he's going to get pushed back that far, he's got to fall down and help you get the call. Yes, I mean, he, just, he was bumping you back, I, man. You had nothing. No, there was. He had and no also, it's not a foul. Either. No, of course not. It, you just, have the right to play the ball. And. Um, if I remember correctly, this is the first or second time that Arsenal has given up a goal off a corner all season. That's just really unfortunate. Well, that it happened I mean, to be Everton. It's the dice. He did that. That's his play. They used to do that at Burnley. And this is actually a little bit of trivia. Tarkowski was the last Burnley player to score a goal when Dice was the manager. That's funny. And now he's the first one to score one for Everton. He had, let's see, Tarkovsky was an ex-player. He's got Dwight McNeil as an ex-player. Um, I thought there was another player he had in his regime, but I am wrong. It's just those two guys. So at least um, he had some sort of um, – ah, it's not – I can't think of the way. Yeah, he had a good familiarity. Landing. There was a couple familiarity players in um, there. I thought Pickford yeah. didn't do much because he didn't have to. Yeah. 
everyone's getting a good rating and everyone's going to look to the goalie when the goalie gets a clean sheet against a team like Arsenal. I don't, he didn't have to do anything. No, it was really their midfield that crushed it. I mean, that they threw what Fat Mob has up as a five. And I would believe it because it was a three, five, one. In fact, there was a lot, I mean, sorry, a four, five, one. Yeah. And there was a lot of times I would have called it like a four, six. Like they just, they made it really hard to pass. And that's why you saw Arsenal try to push it out wide every time to break it down with their crosses. But, you know, you have Connor Cody, who's a good uh, aerial threat. You have Tarkovsky, who's a good aerial defender as well. So really it just made it hard. They just made it hard for Arsenal to operate through the center of the pitch. This is another one of those people like to say any given Sunday. And if we have non-American listeners, that's very much an American term. There was even a football movie, American football movie, made called Any Given Sunday. Mm-hmm. And the idea is on any given Sunday, any team can beat any other team. These guys are all professionals, they're all Premier League players. This is the perfect example of any given Sunday. And I love it. I mean, I hate it. Because <laughs> Arsenal could be, you know, eight points clear with a game in hand, mm. potentially 11 points clear, and we're not. And it was Everton, and they're the bottom of the table, and we haven't won at Goodison Park in like five years, and it's driving me crazy. No, it was four straight. I just saw in the athletic. It's it was three. four straight. We had drawn. We hadn't won in four straight years. Four straight away trips. We haven't won at Goodison. This makes it five. Okay. You're the Arsenal, man. Um. But I love this example of any given Sunday because Everton just just outplayed. Everton could have beaten pretty much anyone the way they played. because it, And it wasn't just, you know, they played super defensively and they got lucky on a corner. They had four big chances. That was very, that was crazy. Oh, Dominic Calvin-Lewin actually had a pretty, pretty decent day. He looked actually somewhat himself for a change. He did. He did. He looked crazy. Um, yeah, so obviously it's got to be Lampard's fault here. Yeah, I I mean. I mean, look is, at what, it was a week. It is a new manager bounce. I don't like for it to be this much of a new manager bounce. Right. Yeah. No, there's. It's 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 a you not me situation, not yep. us and him. Yep, I, no, it, I hundred percent agree. That was uh there's still improvements that they need to have across the board for Everton, but this was a, a really good step for them to show that there's still something in the tank. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think I think it was a great first step. And I think after it was exactly what you need. Three points against anybody is going to be big. Three points mm-hmm. against the league leaders. Now you got people believing. You got people buying in. People who thought, whatever, we're going down anyway. Who's this Dice guy anyway? Oh, isn't he the only Burnley guy? Isn't Burnley in the championship now? Mm-hmm. Like, they can immediately go, okay, we're still going to win. We got worse in the transfer window, and okay, we're still winning. I don't think that this is going to placate the fans one bit. I think they still want the board gone. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, if I was a fan, I would want to get those guys out. All right. 
Let's move on to the next. Yes. Wolves 3-0 Liverpool. Buns had been slapped. I don't I don't even know. I, like I watched this game and it was the saddest game I've ever watched Liverpool put up. I I understand the first goal was uh own goal. And by some rights, Trent probably should have been a little bit more alert to the fact that he should have committed to the ball instead of letting it roll as far as it did and hit the post. I really don't think that's Trent's fault. I disagree. I think it's Gomez's and Matip's fault. I really don't think it's Trent's fault. Look, the guy had – he. Come on. That was he, that was after it already happened. It had bounced weirdly off Matip's inside shin. Gomez and Matip coming together and going, oh, you have the ball. Oh, no, you have the ball. Oh, no, you have the ball. No, what are we doing? I still think he should have – Trent should have committed to it. Hey, Trent could have done better. But if we're assigning blame, Gomez gets 45 and Matip gets 45 and Trent gets 10. It looks bad because he was the last man there. Well, yeah. But the whole Gomez Matip thing, we're just like, oh, no, I don't know what to do. But the we can argue over who's the blame. This is the only word I have for Liverpool is apathetic. Blamed. They look like they did not care. Yeah. No, not not even bland. Like, oh man, I'm spice, but I'm dull. Like, oh man, I don't care. I put on pads today. I'm Yay. getting paid my weekly wage. And I don't think that they're the kind of people who do that. I would hope you know, not. we know they're not, but that's what they look like. They they look like they had already lost. They yeah. they had no link up play in the offensive half. Yeah. Everyone, if they got the ball on their feet, they shot. It was one time in the 50th minute, uh, when it fell to oh, I don't remember who it fell Darwin to. Darwin Nunez, wasn't it? No, Nunez had a couple decent chances. Nunez never passed the ball. I forget who had the very close shot in the 50th minute, but it was a very oh, oh, it was I think Mo it was Salah, I think. I think Salah. No, had a it curler. wasn't. It wasn't one of the four. No, I'm not talking about the curler. I'm talking about actual link up play, not oh. chances. Actual link up play, like Liverpool, you know, used to do, like Man City and Arsenal, and now Man United do. The, the point isn't who it was. The point is that it happened exactly one time. And even then, I think it was down to, ap- you know, lack of defending by Wolves as much as it was down to Liverpool actually doing anything. Mm-hmm. But it looked really, really bad. Everything they did looked really bad. They were completely good. flat-footed defending for the second. Yeah. The only defender who did anything was Cody Gakpo, who is not a defender. <laughs> and he's like, it came off of him, but he's the only one who tried to close the ball down. And yeah. it's not even just closing the ball down. You're taught as a defender. You move up when that happens to try to catch, to get bigger in front of the ball, mm-hmm. to take away angles at the goal and to try to catch someone off sides. If that works, nobody moved. Everybody stood and watched. The only guy who moved forward was Gak. That's bad. Man, I, this team, 
I don't know what to think about this team anymore. This, and I'm sure fans don't either. I, I can't. I don't even have a comparable. It's, it's like Chelsea, but worse. Because it's kind of coming down to. Uh, I don't want to say it's cultural at this, but it something's wrong, and it might be the fact that they're burnt out. I think that's exactly what it is. Uh, Tifo came out with a video on this. <sighs> and it was, um, oh, my God, I forget his name. I could see him. It wasn't JJ. It's the bald dude with the glasses. God. Yeah, so me. Oh, yeah, there you go. Uh, <laughs> I, I remember in the video they called him the Goblin King, and I don't know why. <laughs> like They gave his name as James something, I think, but they called him the Goblin King. That was funny. But anyway, he's talking about how the problem is Liverpool's pressing. Yeah. They're not pressing at the right time. He went into the whole gagging pressing thing and how Klopp had to move away from gagging pressing in the Premier League and found his own style of pressing and now the pressing is not working. Mm -hmm. Klopp had a quote that was used in the video, and that's why I brought up the video because I want to use the quote. Mm -hmm. uh, we have a really brave way of defending, usually, and when the timing in our defending is not perfect, then we leave the gap open. That is always the case, by the way, but because of the pressure we made on the boy on the ball, which tripped me up, but that's how he said it. Mm -hmm. On the boy on the ball, nobody really recognized it because we closed it with intensity. So wrong. again, you can say that the issue is that the pressing isn't working. The issue is not that the pressing isn't working. One of the symptoms, one of the big symptoms, and the symptom that shows itself in the stat sheet the most, especially in advanced stats, the opti-analyst guys, is that the pressing isn't working. But the pressing isn't working because there's no intensity in this team. If yeah. the last seven years have been heavy metal football, this year has been elevator music. Do, 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 do. It really, everyone was just, there was no, there's no, and it, I mean, there's still a Premier League side, don't get me wrong. They're still quick, still run circles around the NEMLS team. Mm -hmm. But in the Premier League, when you got to be that quick, they're being that quick. And it's just, it's not, it's not there. They're going to have to go in the summertime and buy some players that fit that role. Do you, so also in that TFO video, is there 19 games in more or less? More. I, either way, they've gone almost 41 direct times to goal, whereas in Prior seasons, they've gone mid-50s. So if we're continuing through, double it. They're 82. That's 30 more times than they've gone direct. This isn't the style of play this team plays, unless that's how Pep is utilizing his strikers at this point. Klopp, but yeah. Klopp. Sorry. Almost wrong. Um. I'm hoping to see that same style that Liverpool have been so known for. But, uh, boy, I don't know. They're going to have to do some shopping in the summer in order to fix that, or else we're going to see more direct play. And it's going to be more boring. Well, this is this is also – you said Pep on accident, but it's a good point. Pep always rotates players out. 
even when they're fan favorites and you think you can get more out of them, he's like, no, we're we're done. We gotta gotta get new guys, new guys, new guys, always new guys. Very few people stay with him for a long time. And I wonder if Klopp was just a little bit too romantic about some of his players, yeah. sentimental about some of his players, and that's why it's a seven-year thing with him. It has nothing to do with lack of intensity. It just has to do with complacency. And I know when people say they wanted it more, it drives me crazy. Because most of the time it's like you, you you walked in the room, you saw one team beat another team, you said they wanted it more, and then they you walked out like you knew anything about any of the teams. That doesn't mean that's necessarily wrong. And if you have any little bit of complacency, you're gonna get eaten alive. Especially in this league. I mean, look at Arsenal. I think right now, and I can say this now, the best thing that happened to Arsenal was getting knocked out of the top four in the last, you know, couple match weeks of the season. Because we have essentially the same squad, a year older, a year wiser, and now pissed off. Driven. Yeah. It's hard to do it again and again and again and again and again. And after the – I mean, after Liverpool won the 2019-2020 season, Mm -hmm. to get them back up to the levels that they needed to be at, they had to go for the quad. We're going to win everything, baby. And, you know, they almost did it. Yeah, right. And then they didn't. And, yeah, that's – it's not even the physical. These guys have the best doctors and the best regimen and don't have to lift a finger apart from kicking a soccer ball. But the mental do it again and again and again and again. You know, not everyone's Tom Brady. Nope. I know that you're asking the question. Oh. I mean, I agree. Navi Keita needs to go, mostly because of injuries. Yeah. Um. Didn't bring this up. You know who I think that we can agree on who screwed up big time? Yeah. That third goal, that was Tiago's fault. Yeah. That, that was, was 100% oh Tiago's fault. Oh, it was so brutal. He hang on to the ball too long, he, and he just got tackled in the midfield. No, not even then. He, Nunez was his guy. He was the guy in the middle of the field. He got caught ball washing like he was playing high school soccer. And Nunez made a run in behind him. And by the time Tiago even realized what was happening, all he could do was watch. He was, he just he switched off, yep. got lazy, did not pay attention. 100% his fault. Yep. So Tiago, yeah. Keda, yeah. You're asking, is a Klopp firing? He spelled it Kloop. I, I changed it twice, and it came up as Kloop again. <laughs> I swear to God. <laughs> But is a clock firing on. the way to go? Well, my answer is no. Who are you going to get? Well, I put out the possibility of uh, Poch, Luis Enrique, Tom Tuchel. Uh, I almost forgot who I put ZZ here. It's Zenadon Zidane. And for a good fun giggle, uh, Stevie G. <laughs> <laughs> He's, he was groomed. You can't come home again. <laughs> I maybe Tuchel. They could go get Tuchel if they want. I do not think Tuchel is going to be the answer with this team. Um, I don't think Zidane goes to a tenth place team, even if they are Liverpool. No. I think Zidane coaches for Real and the French national team, and nobody else. What if Pep leaves? 
What if I, Pep I, I leaves think... and what if Pep leaves and yeah, yeah, okay. How does the rest of this investigation go? Yeah, okay. I mean because yeah, Man City looks like the golden goose right now, but if they're not gonna be able to buy anyone for four years, they don't exactly have the strongest uh youth policy. No, they have a ton of youth players. They could live I think they'd be able to live. Although half of Southampton's team are Man City, so and that's working out real well for them. I don't know what Louis Enrique does. He probably uh, maybe, home. maybe, and then and then Poch. I don't know what Poch wants. I don't think anyone knows what Poch wants. I don't think Poch knows what he wants. Poch's turned down like everything. I think Poch wants the Argentina job. Good for him, but he's not getting it. Not right now. No. All right, so Liverpool. Lost, not necessarily a surprise anymore, which is sad to say. I mean, not really sad. They're vulnerable. Uh, Arsenal lost. You know who else lost? Who else? Twice. Ooh. Once in the courts, once on the field. Man City. Yikes. The Tottenham Hotspur curse continues for Man City. Mm -hmm. They have not scored in that stadium. Oof. I didn't know that that was... uh... They have not scored. They're old. They... One, it was like 2 0, 2-0, 1-0, 2-0, 1-0. That's stinky. Yeah, that's bad. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I don't love it because it's Spurs, but yeah, I'll take it. Uh Holland had exactly no shots on goal. That's about as many as I did. You know, everyone was talking about we got a little bit of flack with the whole you talking about Holland and found out thing, and I was not on board with that. I'm starting to get a little on board with that. Uh, Kane sets a scoring record for Spurs. I only have one problem with this. It's Harry Kane and the Spurs. No, it should have been a bullshit penalty. <laughs> that's the Harry Kane way. <laughs> Not, yeah. Well, it was still a well-worked goal. It was more of those. Oh yeah, no, it was. It was a well-worked goal. He deserves it, and he deserves a record. Oh, uh, we can make all the jokes we want. You know, Harry Kane has had. 200 meaningless goals for Spurs. But it, it's it's incredibly impressive what he's done. Yeah. And I don't think he's going to leave the Premier League. No. And Spurs say they won't sell him to a rival. And at this point, look out, Alan Sure. Probably. I really think that's where we're at. I don't see any reason I'm, for him to slow down. I'd like to see that. Uh, just as like a fan of the Premier League, I'd like to see that as a person who doesn't really particularly care for Tottenham but to see it in our lifetime I think is that that's what I'm trying to get at that's what's the fun part about this yeah I I don't know if I would say I'd like to see it but I wouldn't say I would hate to see it I think it's deserving yes you know and it's it's one of those at this point he they get so many penalties. It's the way he plays, and he does it like he. That's being good. That's what you want. He gets goals. Don't, they don't ask how. They ask how many. <laughs> and he Just gets one. to say two hundred. So one every match. Good for him. Yeah. Seriously, good for him. Um, City, on the other hand, not so good. You said that City looked like they've been handed a Ferrari and they have no idea how to drive it. I. But they knew how to drive it. I don't think that's entirely true. I think, well, 
it's kind of hard when he scored more goals than anyone did last season before the halfway point of this season to say that they didn't utilize him in the first half of the season. I think there is a way to unlock a better version of Halan that they're not seeing. And this is coming from T-Foil as well. Um, and I think it's – this one actually might be J.J. Bull. Um but he was saying that Man City are stuck between two mindsets right now and that they want to play as old Man City, you know, swinging around, look for opening passes. When Halan's actually making those direct runs and they could hit that on the fly instead of making that pass out to the wide, like out to... Mares or out to Grealish or Foden, whoever's playing out wide in that particular position. Um, so it, it's 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 the problem of play style right now. They're just caught in between two mindsets. I, I agree with that. I mean, one, one of the hardest things is ability to change with the times. Yeah. Um, Pep never really had that issue because by the time it was time to change, he would change teams. <laughs> you know, it was Tiki Taka and Barcelona. It was complete possession domination in Bayern. And mm-hmm. then it was this high pressing, pass, high rate passing attack in Man City. Mm-hmm. And now it's like gone back to, you know, tons of through balls. And Mm -hmm. he's not seeing that. I have a really hard time imagining that he's not seeing it. And I also have a really hard time imagining that it's due to stubbornness. I don't think that Pep doesn't see it. I'm thinking the players are the ones that aren't seeing it because for four years. Do you think that's why KDB didn't start? I think KDB didn't start because it was a quick turnaround game. Because they didn't they play over the weekend too? Uh, I mean midweek, excuse me. I could be wrong. I could be also very, very wrong. No, they hadn't played since Arsenal. Um, um maybe twenty seventh. KDB is I don't know, maybe. You know, I also said that um Honestly, Julian Alvarez, if they still want to continue this old system that they have, looks better in the old system than Halan does. Because he's... Oh, he's definitely more that player. Julian will find the pockets of space and set up for linkage of plays and look for the overloads where Halan is that kind you know, the guy who looks to go more direct. So now here's a thought. Thought me. You you cannot you cannot say that Halan hasn't been amazing so far this season. Of course not. So that now means... Halan stops scoring goals. Yes, he does. Yes, he has. Again, I am still not saying I, Tottenham Hotspur has beaten them at home every year for five years, right? So mm-hmm. I'm still not willing to say that they're having a down year. I know everyone's saying they're having a down year. Yes, it's not necessarily the total utter dominance that they used to have, mm-hmm. but there's been a lot of better teams. 
Newcastle, Man United, Arsenal, yeah. all playing well above where they're normally playing. The top so is I'm still not willing to say that City got worse. <clears throat> so Halan comes in, mm-hmm. starts scoring a crap ton of goals, but it's not sustainable. Eventually, they're going to figure out how to play him. Yeah. He is, I don't know, what is this little robot? How old is he? 22? Yeah, something like that. He's gone say. from <clears throat> Molda in 2018 to Salzburg to Dortmund to Man City. Yep. Just running through teams, scoring mm-hmm. in the Champions League. He comes in. He's on pace to break every record for goal scoring there is. But it's not sustainable. No, this is this is pie in the sky. I'm not saying this is what's happening. I'm saying this could be how Pep sees it. It's not sustainable, and he needs to start playing more as a member of the team in a more dynamic way, and mm-hmm. he's not. Okay. No, you can't sit this guy. Of course not. This guy just scored 22 goals in like 14 games. But you can't just keep dumping the ball to him because it's not working anymore. You started talking about this. It's not working anymore. Yeah. You know, they had a real tough time against Everton. They lost to United. Halan looked lost against Arsenal. Yeah, they won that match, but Halan didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. And now Halan looks not even getting a shot on goal against Spurs. And maybe. And everyone's saying City's not utilizing Holland. Maybe Holland needs to start playing more in Pep's way to get the most out of him. I'm just saying we we don't we're we're gonna go with the guy who scored 22 goals, and I understand that. We're not gonna go with the guy who just won four out of five Premier Leagues and won three straight Champions Leagues with Bayern or three straight Bundesliga with Bayern and how many Champions Leagues? The guy's never finished lower than third. In any team he's ever managed. Mm-hmm. And we're just immediately going to go, yeah, but, you know, the 22-year-old scored a bunch of goals. So, obviously. Obviously, they're not utilizing him. It's not the fact, you know, obviously it's the guy who's won absolutely everything who's screwing up. Not the player. I So, I I get where you're coming from. I, I, that's, you're right. You know, maybe, maybe he should be more flexible and maybe a little less selfish. But you, don't you think that City had looked at this, his film, and had noticed that he plays this particular way, this more direct sense of style? I, I absolutely agree, but here's the problem. Managers do not buy players anymore. Technical directors do. And technical directors do what the owners tell them to do. So they said, that's the biggest guy in the world. I want him in Manchester City Blue. Make it happen. I don't care who you have to sell. Who's this Ukrainian guy? Zinchenko? I don't know his name. Get him out of here. Doesn't matter if he's the best clubhouse guy in the world and is one of the best players on the best team in England right now. It doesn't matter. Get him out of here. I want the weird robot with the bright pink lips 
and Manchester City blue because he scores a lot of goals, damn it. And, yeah, they're going to ask Pep. And Pep's going to say, no, I don't want the guy who scores all the goals in the Champions League. You know, I, I they don't – managers don't buy players. This isn't – this isn't the Arsene Wenger and Alex Ferguson days anymore. Sorry, Sir Alex Ferguson days yeah, anymore, yeah, where they built their own teams based on however they wanted with their finances. It doesn't work that way. I still think there's certain coaches out there, managers out there, who do are involved with looking at film and saying, "Yeah, this guy yes, fit this guy." They're involved. And I, Pep's one of those guys. But There's no way involved, he involved doesn't mean decision maker. And you know what they say to him? Don't worry about it, Pep. He's a young kid. You're the greatest manager in the world. He'll do what you say. And you know what? That might be the truest statement. Maybe Pep did want him. Maybe Pep thought, oh, man, I could turn this guy into a goal scorer. Which is happening. You know, a true, like, he could be the best player in the world. He could be the next Ronaldo. Yep. Well, there's still a possibility for that. I like. I mean, there still is. There absolutely still is. I'm not saying, guys. We are. We are not saying on this podcast that Holland is now bad. Oh God. And that's not the point I'm trying to make. God, he's a special. The point player. I'm trying to make is everyone's saying Holland scored a bunch of goals and now he's not, and it's Pep's fault. And it's just like I. I don't know, man. I don't know if I see that. Eh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But now they're slumping. We'll see if Halan starts to bite. Yeah, let's you know, see who whatever. plays differently. Does Halan get sat? You know, no, right God now. Know. Right I think now, there'll be the a formation things, change before that. They'll before Halan will be sat. Right now, with the way things are going, if you want to talk about winning a soccer match, that you absolutely have to win. Do you not put Halan on the bench and bring him in in the 60th minute? And start with, you know, Alvarez up top. And then KDB, <clears throat> Grealish, and Mares behind him. Mares, he's been amazing. You still don't think that doesn't happen? No. I wouldn't actually do that. I would have it a 4-4-2 and start both Halan and Julian Alvarez. Julian Alvarez, excuse me. Slurring my words. Now I am drunk. <laughs> All right. So who get who gets left out? Between Silva, Rodri, Mares, Grealish, and KDB, who gets left out? Because against Spurs, um, it was KDB. You see, you keep you have to keep Rodri for his height and his physicality. Um, I think really Grealish it might be the odd one out for me. No, no homerism on that because. He left. No, I'd say that's not what I thought you'd go. I think it has to be Grealish too, and not because Grealish isn't a good player, but because you need Rodri and Silva for the defensive side of things. Yeah. All right. Um, we were getting late in the podcast. I knew the Man City thing was going to take up a lot, so we yep. want to go to our new hot topic, favorite segment: true false. Hell yeah! We are going to do statements to each other, and the person receiving the statement has to say true or false, and then defend their stance. Would you like to go first? Yes, I would. True or false? Will Southampton fire their second coach this season? False. Ooh, spicy. Hit me. 
I don't know. I don't. I, again, for the same reason why Leeds should not have fired Jesse Marsh. They're going to fire Jesse Marsh, fire him in, during the World Cup break. And now you can go get guys. Who do you get? I don't know, but they went into the championship and decided to hire somebody from Hull. Is he from Hull? I don't remember who. I think it was Luton. Either way, they made a move that will set them back. And, you know, they hired a coach for the championship because they're going to be in the championship. And I and I understand you've been saying that, and I agree. Here's my thing with Southampton. Southampton's are realists. Um, right now, in 2013, sorry, 2013, 2023, <laughs> Southampton have more wins than Leeds, Crystal Palace, Bournemouth, and Liverpool. It's one more win, so I guess it's not wins. They have one win, while those teams haven't won any. But you look at this. Villa, 1-0 loss. Newcastle, 1-0 loss. 2-1 win against Blackpool. They lost to uh, Newcastle in the EFL Cup semifinal. Yeah. And then 3-0 loss to Brentford. Would the team you have, are any of those results surprising? No. I don't know what firing the coach is going to do. Your problem is not the coach. Your problem is the players. Well, they Probably shouldn't have hired Man City Academy. All right, here we go for the next one. Lay it on me. Continuing on with the conversation we were just having, Halan will score less than 10 goals for the second half of the season. Oh, God, that's so false. <laughs> I just think it's – there's there's too many things that Halan can do. What, what can Halan do for you? It's more like yeah. what can't Halan do for you? No, I'm assuming right. you're just talking right. about the Premier League in general, not overall tournaments. Oh yeah, no, I meant the Premier League. Okay, it's still, he's he's still going to score more than ten. He's got to start shooting. Well, anyway, hit me with your next one. Um, Man United are the second best team in the league. For the next three matches, it is false. <laughs> when they have Casemiro, I think right now it's true. Yeah. At least on form. On paper, I don't think so yet. Yeah. Anthony has been just dire. He's been pretty rough. Um, But the research, Fred's been playing a lot better. I am not a McFred fan. I have made that perfectly clear. Nope. Fred's been playing a lot better. Yep. Bruno Fernandez is always talented. He's finally channeling it the way it's supposed to be. Um, I still have questions of defense. And when Casemiro's not there, it falls apart. Yeah. But when Man United can put out their prime 11 right now, I think, yeah, I think it's false for the next three games when Casemiro's out. But true, until City really starts showing me something, yeah. Nice. I... All right. Kaylor Navas is the best signing of the January window. Oh, my God. Um, I don't mean best player. I mean for value added to team. Uh, 
True. It's he just did a shutout. He just had a shutout against Bournemouth. He got a guy fired. Let's be real. <laughs> oh yeah, it was Leeds. <laughs> That's even worse. <laughs> yeah. Uh I was very high on the fact that they were able to button this uh signing in, even though it's a loan and it's it, there's no uh, there's no buy clause in this. Um this was a very good signing, I think. It's Dean Henderson coverage. It's it's not it's and Dean when Henderson that's your coverage, coverage, amazing. And I actually think he's gonna be surpassing Dean Henderson. And, well, he's better I, than oh, Dean yeah, Henderson. No, I, I, he is, but that's my point. They like they they oh hey, you want to take Henderson? Okay, cool. Here's none of us, we're fine. Yeah. Leeds had 70% possession. Had 0.5 more expected goals, 10 shots, a big chance, 300 exactly more passes. Forrest gets a 1-0 win. That's what a good goalie can do. Yep. I yeah, I for me, I was I was getting ready to fight you if you said no. You gotta <laughs> I was, be kidding me. I was over like, okay, it was the thought of Enzo Fernandez, who I thought also had a very good debut. Um, but oh, for the did. cost of Enzo Fernandez. It's like ah, and then it's Kyler Navas, oh, and then alone. diminishing value, diminishing returns. Right. You're right. the 120 million dollar player for a team that already has an 80 million dollar player that already had a that already had a that already had a. Mm-hmm. You're not going to change it as much as Kyler Navas could just change everything for a Forest. Yeah. Who also have 30 signings, but none of them have been Kyler Navas good. All right, hit me with your last one. So staying in the forest, uh, forest find themselves in the top 10 at the end of the year. False. If you had said top 15, it would have been true as easy as anything. The problem is I don't. All right. Teams that could possibly fall out of the top 10. And I mean, possible with a capital P, like I don't even think it's going to happen. Brighton, Brentford, Fulham, Chelsea, Liverpool, Austin Villa. Austin Villa's not in the top 10. They're in third 11. So the top 10 are Liverpool up from what I just said. That's not getting into the top four or five, which isn't going to happen. Um, I Forrest is not better than two of those teams. Okay. That's fair. And then they also have to jump Crystal Palace. Crystal Palace also has been dire as of late. Yep. But they could do that. But now they have to be better than Villa. They have to be much better than Fulham. I mean, they're eight points behind Fulham. They got to make up eight points on Fulham. And they're six points behind Chelsea, five points behind Liverpool. But and do they have a game in hand? No. Here's the question you should have asked. Yeah. Forest finish above Liverpool. Ooh, that would have been spicy. That's a fun question. But we're not doing uh, that one. Come on, we've already been uh, fine. We're going on to my last one because it's one of we're over in you know hour and ten minutes yeah, almost into this. People are leaving. Here's my last one. Leeds have guaranteed themselves relegation with the firing of Jesse Marsh. God, do I want to say true so hard, but um, I'm going to say they're going to finish exactly 
exactly where they're at right now at the end of the season. So false. Who finishes below them? What you see right now. You really think that what Sean Dice just showed Everton can do, they're still going to be down there? Yes. All right. Here, here's why I think the answer is true. Because they don't have a coach. They're level on. They're level. Yes. They're well. They're level on points with Everton, and I yeah. think that Dice is going to get that Everton that Everton side higher than what a lead side can be. So now Leeds has to finish above West Ham, who just got a big point against, I think, Newcastle. Um, and Wolves, who just drubbed up Liverpool. Now I get it's Liverpool, but still. Again, I will say, and this is the problem with right now, this is the problem with the January window, and this is the problem with firing a coach after the January window closes. Who you going to get? Who's gonna come in and save Leeds? Big thing because the yeah I'm, the guy that you want just went to Everton. Yep. So who are you gonna do it? You you are now too late. You are a day late and a dollar short, and you are gonna go down. Big Sam. That's my thinking. Big Sam could do it. If anyone could do it, Big Sam can do it. Big Sam and Sean Dyche meet at the last game of the season, and the loser gets relegated. I think the that would be the most or something. <laughs> The colossal fight of the year. Oh God, that would be hilarious. Who do they play at the end of the season? Uh, who are you looking? Yeah, Who's I don't Leeds know. last fixture. Ah, it's Tottenham. Boo. Actually, Everton it's... and Leeds play February eighteenth. Eighteenth, yeah. The Sam Allardyce, Sean Dyche. Two men enter, one man can leave. They'll come out like some Cronenberg monster every show. Oh my god! Ew. All right, uh, there's plenty more to talk about, but we're an hour and ten minutes in, so I think we're gonna call it there. Yes. All right, this has been Swinging at Shins, a Premier League podcast. We are under the umbrella of Wicked Good Sports, so if you listen this far, thank you. And if you like what we have to say, and if you listen this far, you probably do. Please check out the other wonderful shows that Wicked Good Sports has to offer. That guy does the Villa Villa, which is all about Villa. Yes, sir. I do the Way West Stand, which is all about Arsenal. Yes, he does. Then we have Chris, who does uh, <clears throat> Power Play for the Bruins. Jack does both uh, Bayou Breakdown. I was going to say At the Bayou, but that wasn't it. Bayou Breakdown and At the Buzzer, which is about the Saints and the Celtics. Uh, Ryan also helps out without the Buzzer. Uh, Brian does Miami Minute. We got a lot of sports covered. I do around the diamond with the Red Sox sometimes when the schedule allows. Summer is always busier for me. So if you like what we have to say, if you like this kind of format, please check them out. They're the they're the papa business to our tiny business. Um, we appreciate if you're looking stuff. for more of our content, we are on Instagram, we are on TikTok, we are on Facebook. Post an awful lot on Instagram, post a decent amount on TikTok while it's still legal. Uh, Facebook exists. Yeah, I think that's there. fair to say. Yeah, uh, links for everything I described are is in the description below. Please subscribe, like, hit the notification bell, all those wonderful things. Aaron, thanks for talking soccer with me. I have a wonderful time with you, Rhett. Thank you. It's always fun. 
right. Hello, everyone. Thank you very much for listening. Links for anything that you could be interested in, whether it's the YouTube channel, our podcast links, our social media links, everything's in the description below. Thank you very much for listening.